August 16th, 2007. Now, it would be best if you didn't know Christ right about now. It would be best if everything that you've ever known about Jesus was someone else's words August the 16th, 2007 
has taught me that it's built that way so you will stay in a certain walk of life, stay in a certain vein of life, vein of thought. It's built that way. And be honest, it's built against you to make you fail. Why? Somebody else wants what you have. And you're not even coherent of what you have yet. It would be best if you're not a Christian right now. Get that out of your head. You have to relinquish everything about you, push everything else aside to even accept salvation. How are you going to do that in the condition you're in? Knowing if you bring yourself honestly to the point and say, life is fucking me up right now. Now, calm that down, clean it up, neaten it up a little bit for yourself. You at least realize, I can admit that much. I mean, damn, look. And then start to pinpoint where it's coming from. What is it? Who's saying it? And here's the biggie. Why? And when after you get past why, how am I going to stop this foolishness? I'm carrying somebody else's load. Is what you will arrive at. And you are outside of Christ. It's different once you step over in Christ. That load has nothing to do with what a lot of the systems built upon to make you perceive it's built on. Now, I'm trying my best until I get to where God wants me to go with it. You're wondering why my silence has been the way it's been. I know you. You stink the high hell. I know you. You're selfish. All your motivations are to take care of you and yours. And you are saying, I want God. No, you don't. You want that damn pressure off of you. Now, it takes love to get to that next step. And love comes from God. The only love I have for you is the love God gave me for you. Now, I'm kind-hearted. I don't question myself about that. Never have, never will. But there's a naiveness that goes along with being kind-hearted. You're not a damn doormat. You're a human being with rights and privileges to catch how I say this. And my own mother has an air bottle. I hope that God she's off of it by now. We all Oh God, when we make them withdrawals from his air account, every one of us, I don't know who you're kidding, ain't nobody's air better than anybody else's, we all drawing on it, well it's smog over here, hell it's gonna be smog everywhere if we keep going the way we're going, that ain't the point, God said earth will continue, and I'm bringing God to people that don't even know Christ, so bear with me. Earth's going to continue, and you're going to have everything you need till God's done with it. I can't help that you don't believe God. 
I can't help but you let the things of life that I'm trying to dispel out of your thinking fluctuate you up and down and they're all in your pocket. It's theft. Get that in your head. No, that's just the cost of living. Bullshit! That's theft! Now, lock the thief up. Put a damn bullet in his head and you'll get over it. Take the one, put a bullet in his head. Then you won't have that question. I can't do that. Somebody already did. That's what you don't know. Why? In your selfish, motivated ways, you only care about you and yours. You have no idea what it takes to make things move. I'm not saying I do. I know enough. And it's enough to make you sick to your stomach. Don't get it wrong. But my life, I've already stepped over into Christ. You have to get there yet. Now, the thing that you can't blame the cigarettes and the drinking. You can't. No, 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 no. You wondering how life is fucking me up? I told you, I'm, I'm not talking to Christians right now. I want you clear-headed. I want the lies dispelled about my God and the Christ I serve. Why? By the time you're done, you got to get something out the deal other than just salvation. God don't work that way. Salvation's supposed to be enough. Now, that peace that comes along with the prosperity and you knowing God's good enough and he's going to take care of you and bless your socks off anyway, that grows through faith. You grow through to that. Don't let them bullshit you. It ain't an easy walk. And you are responsible for everything you do with your life. That don't change because you got saved. Not one bit. You think they only rob non-Christians? A thief's a thief. You have to learn more about Christ. It can get very ugly, people. Very ugly. And those people that you think are oh so good... Good ain't enough. They got to be all so godly or they're apt to do you just the way they do everyone else. In your face, devil. You ain't no damn good again. And the people that don't even know you exist or don't even care to think that you exist need to know this. It looks just as pretty. It's pressurized as hell and obvious. But their lives look just as pretty. If I can just make it to another payday. If I could just make it to where my man can come home and give me some loving. If I can just make it to where them kids will lay down and be quiet. If I can just make it to, to where this meal's done cooking. If I can just get off my feet one more day. That ain't living. Every bit that's pressurized. It didn't come from God. Not one bit of it came from God. 
something better than this, even that's pressurized. There is something better than this. However, the Christ that you don't know, not yet. I pray that you come to know him. He did everything he did, what little you know about him, so you could live a life here now. Not so you can die and go to heaven. So you can live a life here now and dispel every lie that's outside your front door. I said that that way for a reason. You can only be so responsible for what's outside your front door. Punch out at the end of the day, go to your front door. Honey, I'm home. The bullshit's outside. I don't want none in here. Child of mine, welcome home. How was school? The bullshit's outside. I don't want it in here. I will prepare you, strengthen you, pray over you. Trust God to keep you, to ship you out of that door another day. Why? It's not going to end till you're done making them withdrawals from God's breath account. The worst character on the face of the earth is still making those withdrawals from God's breath account. Now, when God calls them in, those uh, back bills on his air we withdraw upon, he's very patient, isn't he? You lived 900 years on the face of the earth and raised hell every day. Did nothing for God whatsoever and withdrew from his account every day. The problem is nobody can see him. The problem is nobody can prove that he comes to collect his bill. Nobody can prove that. Now, very subtly, the thought of the burden of proof of anything is constantly given a slow drip so that it's not so important. Don't worry about proving it. Oh, you're wasting your time. I'm not talking about just the things of God. Think about the things of life. You don't know Christ yet. Think of something in your day, daily, that no longer has to have the burden of proof that it once did. And you'll see the subtlety of the enemy you don't even know you have. Oh, just, just bear with it. Oh, just keep going on. It's just a test. Bullshit. It's weakening you. It's making you take and make acceptation for something that you were taught. If you stop and think closely, that's got to be a little stringent. That has to stay a little stiff. That has to stay structured enough so that uh, I know where my checks and balances are. It must be that way. Why? You'll pass on some bad information 
to your child. Take that further to somebody you're responsible for. They could be a grown adult. You're responsible for everything you pass on. Now, you carrying somebody else's load and trying to pass on something good. How is that? How is that possible at all? You're going to give a half-assed passing on. Whatever it is. If it's as simple as a well-balanced meal versus I got to go to work, y'all grab something. Or you throw something together you know is not nutritious enough to get them through. I'm single. I live in my own home. I feed myself. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I know the days I put in my body that which will not sustain me. I'm not ignorant of that. I'm a grown man. Had I never had something nutritional, physically nutritional, put in my body, I wouldn't know the difference. I wouldn't know how to measure the energy that's required to perform a task. I have a construction background. You can't run out there on a damn peanut butter and jelly sandwich humping that rebar in construction. You ain't gonna make it. You got that? You can't send anything. Now, now bear with me. First of all, let me take this a little bit further. An empty refrigerator. You don't give a damn about nutrition. You want something in your belly. I'm not ignorant of that. And lack is just that. It's an absence of what you need. So don't think I'm ignorant of that. I did this to myself to discipline myself. Not in a bad way. In the way that I know how. You see this enemy that you don't know about? He's making you give constant consideration to the things that are not important to you. So I told the devil, you go to hell, I ain't eating nothing. Lord, keep me. Put me back in balance. So that when my finances are attacked and I cannot eat because I don't possess the money to purchase the food, I have a clear thought on the matter. Devil, you go to hell. You make these people focus on the thing that they must have while you rob them of the thing they can have. In your face, devil. God is a God of extra. Or want, W-A-N-T, would not be in your vocabulary anywhere. A constant daily life of only need is not living. It's earthly 
person. And when it comes back time to make your cycle of return on your investment, you're going to be right back at square one. It ain't going to pay off. And you will be a bad financial risk. And those that invested in you won't do it again. Now, blood money. You can't let people steal once you declared a faith war. A war that you were willing to express faith. You can't let them steal because you shed blood. That blood will cry out to God and back where you want your return from God. It ain't coming because you're letting the thief thrive. This is not new. I'm only 38, soon to be 39. God ain't changed one bit. I am not against warring. The Bible says war, good warfare. Not just spiritually, physically as well. They don't care about your God. And I'm not talking about that warfare. I'm talking about right here where we at. Or else they would not steal. Stealing is a crime. Period. I heard the recount in the Bible. Now, trust me. I know y'all don't know Christ. But I'm doing my very best to let you know God pays on his investment so that God will be so attractive as I know he is, that you will want to know Christ. So that all the things that you know are wrong, even though you don't know him, but you still know right from wrong. You can say, there is a God. Something's being done about it. There is a God. It takes God to bring it to your attention. Why? Two thieves will pay each other off. <coughs> and then rob each other. Trust me on that one. Two thieves will rob each other. And then turn around and come after your little innocent. Your little nest that you have. It might not be much. It might be a damn cookie jar with some pennies in it. If they get to your thinking, you'll even be confused how the drip is taking place from your finances. God is not against your finances. He's against one thing and one thing only. Sin. Now, that might be a big word for some of you. It's really disobedience. That's a bigger word, letter-wise, but very small when compared to sin. The biggest thing you can do is deny God. That's the biggest sin there is. Now, 
outside. He called you long before you was born if you're even given one ear to God. It's just a matter of weeding all that life will fuck you up stuff out the way. So you can make a sincere choice for yourself. Yes or no? God called a whole lot of people and they fight him daily tooth and nail. But God knows the day you're going to give in. He knows the day you love him. He knows the day you are absolutely positively going to turn your back on sin. And tell the devil, you got to go. There ain't nothing good about you. I don't get a thing from living for you. Never have. That's what salvation is. That's what salvation does. Now let's deal, since the old technology likes to keep making your flesh draw itself and its attention away from your spirit, man. Think about it for a minute. There ain't nothing wrong with you desiring your flesh to be satisfied. God gave it to you in whatever form or fashion. It could be with the ice cream man coming by and you got to have one every day. Knowing it ain't good for you, but you got to have one every day. That's you and God. He gave you the desire. He just wants you to control it. Your desire for your mate even if you ain't got one yet, you're made to be. Call it what you want. God gave you the desire. He just wants you to control it. All of it. An equal balance. So that you can take the dirt and the pressure that, trust me, it's a thief. There's a thief behind it. He made your very natural desire from God dirty. God didn't do it. And you didn't do it. You allowed it. But you didn't do it. Now, take the guilt and the doubt and put it where it belongs. So that you can legitimately say, Hell no, God, I'm not responsible for that. You can't hold me accountable for that. That's not my fault. God is faithful and he's just. And he's able to meet your every need. Here's how he does it. He raises you up through maturity so that you can meet your own. Think about that. You know, no, 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 no. Not just money. Not just material needs. What about the things that you spend after you spend the money? You spend your emotions. The toilet sit in the closet. Two minutes after that child's done with it. They spend all their emotions on it. Played themselves out and fell asleep at your feet. You do the same thing as an adult. But then... I'm going to use the word ignorantly, but I don't mean no harm by it. But ignorantly, you do it to your loved one. That one that's your same age. That one that you may be married to or might be thinking.
talking about being married to and spending the rest of your life with, you put a heavy cost on each other when you've spent all your emotion on the moment. Then what are you going to do? Should life take and separate you geographically for a period of time, what are you going to do then? I'm going to tell you what you're going to be tempted to do. I'm not going to say you're going to fall for it. But what you'll be tempted to do is blame the circumstance on the situation, on your relationship. Uh Uh-uh. Love travels the distance. You can't put a you can't put a wall between love. It'll take it the whole way around the globe. It will go the whole way around the clock, 24 hours. The lie and the pressure comes in with the doubts and the fears, and I'm telling you, there's a thief attached to it some way. Well, now. Are you hearing what God was dealing with me with? He wasn't just dealing with me for me. Why? Not another living human being was inside of me. I was in here, not in this apartment, inside of me. I know the pressures that were sent to me. I know the pressures that were sent against me. And the entire time, I had to decide, hold it. I know what's a lie, and I know what the truth is. I know what's being presented to, as a lie to make someone else think the truth is about it. They're going to stand before God this very day. Why? When it came out of heaven into my spirit, it had to come up out my mouth. And if it's coming out my mouth onto this tape, which I am making, that means it's in earth. And once it's in earth, God already decided and has done what he's going to do about it. Hell itself can't change it and neither can heaven. That's the good part. Why? There's an answer. There's no longer a problem. There's an actual answer for my physical life. Not my, it's going to be better when I get to heaven life. Uh Uh-uh. Now, I possess my life in all its abundance and all its fullness. Now. Or else Jesus was a lie. Or else the cross that he died and bore all my sickness, sin, forgiveness, everything was for nothing and a lie. And there's a whole lot of people collecting tithes and offerings and telling a whole lot of stuff for nothing. Did you catch that? As you think life ain't worth it. As you think, I'm going to go with the me and mine and I'm going to get mine crowd and step on everybody else to get there. As you get tempted to do that, 
trust me, honey, trust me, son, daughter, wife, husband, mother, father, grandmother, uncle, aunt, cousins, that's not the way you want to go. Why? That's not the way God wants you to go. That is the way the system's built to help you to go. To get some of the pressure off of you. If you can't beat them, join them. Bullshit. That's earthly, sensual, and devilish, and it's a shortcut. The only time a shortcut's good... save you a little gas in the car, might cut your cooking time down on your meal, you sure cut your loved one and she gonna get in your case, he gonna get in your case, you sure cut in the bedroom and you might not get no more for a while, you sure cut teaching them kids something and you gonna have to whoop them sooner or later, and it's your own doing. So put the time in. Now, that's not easy when it comes down to uh, uh, it looks like it's going to be a long time before anything happens and your days keep clicking by and going by and going by and sooner or later you find yourself in the cycle of you waiting 30 days before you can do anything financially. That is not of God. There is no living nowhere in that. That's not of God. I'm not preaching a prosperity message. I'm not trying to teach you a prosperity message. I'm trying to tell you God did not pressurize you one bit. And never let your friend play you to their enemy's audience. Who's in your friend's enemy's audience? Why should you even care? That's three places away from you. Your friend's enemy's audience. Your life busy enough? Think about that for a minute. Next time somebody sends some gossip your way, I don't want to hear it. It has nothing to do with me in my life. Now, I hate to use the expression, now I'm trying to be you for a minute, bear with me. I hate to use the expression. I ain't got time for that. I got my own to care for. But that's pretty much what it is. The problem is, you seem to be handling yours. The problem is, you appear to be, and you don't even know Christ. Yet. I'm praying for you. The problem is, you're handling life so well, even though you have your, damn, this is a rough day, time periods. You seem to be handling it so well. He can handle it a little more. Hell no. No. It's not of God. That ain't my mom and daddy wouldn't even do that. Why should I let you? But 
total stranger bring more into my life than I need. Well, I need help been presented that way. Don't come to me with, uh, I'll do this if you do that. No, you need help. I don't need that. But in the same face way of doing things, where it really is stealing, not just money and things, you're stealing information, you're stealing education, you're stealing knowledge. Those things are bought and paid for with a price, not just by Jesus Christ, the one you don't know yet, granted, but the life's experiences that went along with attaining wisdom and understanding and experience. It's not that I'm going to sit here and try to charge you for that. If I am a loving person and kind-hearted, I'm willing to help you. But don't hustle me. Life's fucking me up, too. And you're going to try to hustle me. Well, it ain't hustling, it's bartering. Bullshit. I don't need it. You might. Granted, with an unregenerated mind, that's a big word, but bear with me. With an unregenerated mind, you gotta turn that off. You gotta say in the best way you know how. Granted, I'm not here to embarrass you. Even though you may be embarrassing, I'm not here to embarrass you. You have to humble yourself and ask for help if you need it. You can't buy the things you're trying to buy. You can't barter away the things you're trying to barter away. Even though the system of things about us that cares nothing about doing the will of God, even though that may try and attempt to put you in the position to where you have or you think you have to trade something to get something. That which you're after when you approach a spirit-filled person, a person full of the Spirit of God, it don't go that way. Freely you receive, freely you give. Catch that. Why? You're more apt to get your answer. I can't put myself between your answer and you when God wants your answer to come through me to you. It can't happen. You'll get my answer. The answer I think you should have. You don't want that. You want what God wants you to have, even if it's coming through me. Why? God is always direct and precise when his child calls out to him. Your problem is you still working your way through as to whether or not you're a child of God. That's your biggest problem. The world can't tell you that. They don't know it. And you only want to know if God got your attention or is attempting to get your attention. I'm not trying to tell the world nothing. We ain't got nothing in common at all.
sits in the drinker. It don't work. You're a spirit-filled being once you step over into Christ. That's your possession. Whatever you do with your possession, you're going to stand before God with. It's yours. Please understand that. Or at least try to. As your regenerated mind becomes renewed. You can't renew it with garbage. It's still unregenerated. And if you'll think about it, a quick fix has never done you any good whatsoever. It might seem wonderful for the moment. Uh, has anybody ever showed up and uh, they bought you some ice cream? You, you didn't know where you was going to get no ice cream from. You, you was pretty much broke. And it was just a treat. I mean, it's good for the moment. And then the emotional attachment to the occurrence, it can even last for a couple of days or maybe even a week, a month, maybe even a year, depending on the type of person you are. But as long as you know you still don't possess the ability to do it for yourself, it don't taste as good. You don't know where the next one's coming from. That is not God. He never does that. God never meets your need and then leave you empty wondering if he can do it again. You don't ever have that problem with God. One of the worst days I've had, I'll share this with you, don't bother me one bit to share it. God, you, you take me a little wrong this time. Catch that. I didn't say I know he ain't going to do it. Or he might not do it again. I said, God, you, you take me a little longer this time. What's up? And I look at myself. I, I don't need that. I want it. But I, I don't need that. So it ain't God taking his time. He pretty much said no. Now, if God's meeting my every need and giving me my every desire, why do you say no? It wasn't good for me. And I have to be satisfied knowing that. Now, I'm not talking about people saying no. I've had God take and turn people. They already knew. We want you to do this. God said I got to do that. It ain't good for you. God said I got to do that. Well, you're going to be hungry. Then I'm going to be hungry, but I'm going to still obey God. Why? I don't have any peace with what you're trying to get me to do. That's how you measure it, people. For those of you who want to know about God and want to know him intimately for you and your home and your life, measure your peace. That's how you do it. Let the damn refrigerator stay empty. I got my peace, though. You ain't got nothing. I got God. And then God will take my enemies and destroy them.